0: One, two, three,
1: four.
2: All right. Welcome back to Country and Cold Cans. As always, I'm Logan, sitting here with Andy and Kyle, and this week we have a very special guest, Mr. South Texas Tweak. How you doing, buddy? Doing well, brother. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Was that a quarter's light, us all? Yeah. Hey, we always like to talk about if we're drinking, bring it up, man. This is country and cold cans. That's the cold cans portion.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if my mountains are blue anymore.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, look, it's beer, right? (laughs) Yeah. It ain't ain't cold, but it's still wet. Hey, there you go. I mean, (laughs) I've got a uh, Wicked Weed Pernicious. It's a North Carolina beer made out in the mountains out here. So, uh, okay. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I feel a little bit bougie drinking this, but I like it. So, what can I say? (laughs)
3: yeah man i i don't i got i got nothing against like ipas and the darker stuff
2: yeah yeah i'm i've drank more of those now than i'm proud of 20 year old me would probably punch me in the face for it
3: (laughs) no i'm right there with you man i've I've been i've been drinking these ones that are brewed in austin called thirsty goat oh nice and I've, i've just developed an affinity for them and i absolutely love that one
2: Hell yeah, dude. I, I've, I went down to Austin, uh, me and Kyle went uh, for a bachelor party maybe last year, um, right before COVID, all that shit kind of happened and shut everything down. But we went down to Austin back in February and we had some pretty good, I can't remember any of the names of them because we had quite a few, but we, we had um, quite a few good Texas beers down there, man. Austin was a lot of fun. Pearl
0: in a can. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, we did have a pearl in a can. That was like the second time I've ever had that. That was yeah, fun. That was
0: fun.
3: Yeah, man. that's the only that's the only time I've ever had pearls in a can at this place in Houston called a uh, Goodnight Charlie's. Oh, yeah. They used to have they used to have this this setup and uh, I think it was six bucks and you could get uh, a shot of their house whiskey and a tall boy pearl.
2: Oh, hell yeah. That sounds like a good deal.
3: <laughs> yeah, man. I just, shoot, go in there. And spend 40 bucks. You're you're
2: you're pretty tight. <laughs> yeah, you're feeling all right at that point. But yeah, yeah. Six, yeah. The first time I had Pearl, uh, me and Andy were out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We were going to see Turnpike Troubadours and American Aquarium at Cannes, but mm. before we, b- the, uh, before the show, we um, it may have been after the show. I can't remember at this point. But we, I think it was the night before. The night before, yeah. We we went over to the Mercury Lounge and we saw Pearl in a can for the first time. We we drank the son of the bitch out of out of Pearl that night. <laughs> oh was, yeah, uh, I believe it. It it's solid. easy.
3: To, it's easy to do, man. It's it's a good beer. I was surprised by how good it was the first time I had it.
2: You ain't lying, man. I was surprised too cuz the only time I'd ever heard of it was from a David Allen Coe song, so I was surprised that it was actually drinkable.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> all right, so I guess we'll oh, jump yeah. into a little bit of music here. So, uh, you, you know, I I was going to say we were all talking about this before um you hopped on the the Zoom here, but we I really really dig your sound, man. It's kind of got like that like classic honky tonk kind of kind of vibe to it, dude. Like was that something you, that you man. grew up Was that something you grew up listening to a lot of?
3: yeah well a lot a lot of the, like classicer stuff Classicer, is that a word <laughs> oh it is it now <laughs> like I, I li- like these days I listen to like a lot of Ernest Hub and, and Webb Pierce and 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 his guys like that but man the, the country I grew up on was like you know George Jones which I guess is pretty traditional honky-tonk <clears throat> if you you know I'd consider him more straight up country than honky-tonk I kind of put sure. honky-tonk in its own genre you know and oh, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, I'm definitely going for that classic sound, man. I, I you know, the steel guitar, the, mm-hmm. the the rim shots on the drums,
4: the two-stepping uh, tempos. Just three chords and the truth, man. That's exactly what I'm going for. Yeah,
2: man, yeah, well, that's, the, that's the best way to be. Because, like, uh, the I, that was one comment I actually made to Andy before I was like, this is two-stepping music. I said, I wish they played a little bit more of this in North Carolina, but they don't. <laughs>
1: oh yeah it's good two-step music and I don't two-step <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: I, I three-step and five-step I usually don't just do two of them <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's clever I might have use that in the
3: future <laughs> yeah man Well, shit. hopefully we can get me and the boys up there to North Carolina one day
2: hell yeah dude if you do that right. I'll tell you what we'll be in in the front row cheering you boys on and we'll have a uh, a beer and a shot waiting on you North Carolina style good
3: deal man hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> Whereabouts in North Carolina are y'all? If you don't mind me asking.
2: Yeah, so um, the podcast itself, just because like um, this is where it was founded, is based out of Raleigh um, in the okay. state capital, Because that's where I currently live right now. But the three of us are all from a small town in northeastern North Carolina near the Virginia border called Roanoke Rapids. So, like, the other two Roanoke guys... Roanoke
3: Rapids? Is yeah, Roanoke Rapids, I, yeah. Uh, right off the Roanoke River. I thought you said Roanoke Rapids for a minute. I was like, damn, they were ahead of the time on that one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But not a small town. Those two guys are, are there right now. Uh, but yeah, it's we're we're kind of like not too far apart, but you know, that it's more Eastern part of the state than anything. Yeah. Uh, oh,
0: okay. Well, I'm going to turn the question on you. What part of South Texas are you, where are you from currently live?
3: Uh, Resorty County. It's uh hour South of Houston. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm from Lake Jackson specifically. That's where it's actually me and Selena were born in the same hospital.
2: Oh, that's cool. So,
4: yeah, it's
3: it's it's southeast, you know, but mm-hmm. it's still it's south. I mean, you know, th- the Gulf Coast is twelve minutes from my front door. Oh, okay. So you're you're, you're like a coastal town, Texas.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Very nice. Cool.
2: Cool. Yeah, Andy's a little more familiar with Texas than the other two of us because he's uh, Andy's a truck driver, so he he's been all throughout all Texas. Texas.
1: Okay. Cool. I've been down to that part, was it? Because that's what, somewhat near Corpus Christi, then, right? Somewhat.
4: Yeah,
3: I'm about about two hours, two and a half hours from Corpus. Yeah, when I was younger, so I was born in Lake Jackson. And then when I was about eight or nine, we actually moved to uh, Victoria, Texas for a while. (coughs) Um, So we lived in Victoria for a few years, which is weird because, like I said, I was born in the same hospital as Selena. And that's actually, actually the path that she took. Toria are like catty corner to each other. Sorry. Yeah, we just showed up to my bass player's house. We're going to run some practice here in, here in a little bit.
2: Oh, nice. So, like, are you guys about to hit the road and get back on tour?
3: Yeah, we've got a small run uh, coming up uh, starting June 4th, actually, the day that the single drop.
4: We'll be in San Antonio, and I'll actually be with uh, – Charlie J. Memphis, and
3: David Miner. We'll be on the road for a short while there and then some, some longer tours in the, in the works right now. It's just, it's, man, booking is, we're all trying to book the same venues, you know? Yeah.
4: <laughs>
3: so it's like trying to compete with guys that have been doing it for years and, I just started playing live this year. Oh, nice. Can y'all so, still hear me?
2: Yeah, I can, I can hear you now. So uh, you said y'all are getting back out on the road, just been uh, out on tour for about, a, you said about the last year or so. So how difficult is it to like when you're within the Texas scene like that to put a band together?
3: Uh, <coughs> oh, sorry. For me, it wasn't that difficult because my brother plays guitar for me and a uh, guy grew up with plays bass for me. We're just uh having hell with a drummer. We can't keep it squirrelly. Everybody else is solid. But uh, I know for some guys, it's hard getting a, a, a solid group together just because there is so many bands and a lot of the guys are working musicians. So they'll be playing for like six, seven different bands at once, you know, if they're oh, not yeah. on the
2: road. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard about a lot of that uh within that scene. People like people playing like pulling double duty whenever they're playing. But so, so when did, when did you start playing music? Uh I started
4: playing guitar when I was like 10. And then, uh,
3: I just kind of messed around with it. I never really tried to learn anything. Just taught myself different songs and just played around on it. And then when I was like 15, I I started rapping.
4: Oh, Uh, actually. uh, Yeah. I did the hip hop thing for a while. And, uh, Kinda gave up on music for a few years and then started
3: writing Charlie and started writing with him and that's when I really got, got into
4: the country. Oh,
2: <laughs> oh yeah. <clears throat> so uh so when did you uh have kind of have that moment that you wanted to do it as a career versus just you know playing on the side?
3: Probably when I was in the studio in October. <clears throat> just back in October was when we cut all these singles, mm-hmm. we were, we were going to start working on an album. But, uh, you know, COVID and everything. I mean, COVID had already been going on, but uh, I actually, you know, had uh, got laid off from my day job in October. <laughs> Literally, we recorded all the tracks on a Sunday. And when I got back to work uh, Monday, my boss was like, hey, bud these are your last two weeks here and i was like oh great so oh, geez. Uh, yeah right about then i was like you know what forget going back to work I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to the stage and so started playing live in november and and just been doing it since then
2: hell yeah man that's awesome. Like I, I, it's always, uh, I always admire, you know, folks when they decided to m- take that plunge. But so I, like, we obviously we're, we're pulling for you. Cause I was, I, re- I think it was your first single you released count on me. I really like that because that's a love song. done right. It ain't like that boyfriend country shit you hear out of Nashville. Like that's just, uh, yeah. it, that's a love song. done right.
3: Thanks man. I appreciate that. Yeah. I ch- I was actually up at work one evening when I wrote that it was like two, three in the morning. And, uh I was just thinking about home and everything and that <clears throat> that first line came to me that that it opened in line a million memories in my mind and within 20 minutes I had the whole song written
2: oh nice it was usually yeah it was like ones. it almost just
3: yeah they did that pretty much
2: write themselves
3: and uh yeah that's for sure man they definitely my favorite ones are the ones that kind of write themselves like that you know if you mm-hmm. just get one line in your head and within the next half hour you've got a song
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you remember the whole song, or did you have to stop and write it down immediately, or did you just, like, play the whole thing out in your head?
3: Yeah, I'm pretty good about remembering my own lyrics, so I just sat there and just went over it, went over it, and then when I went to, uh,
4: yeah, when I went to my, my my 3 o'clock, my 3 a.m. break, <laughs> uh, because uh, when I work, it was like 9,
3: no, 7 to 7, so we had a break at like 9, and then midnight, and then 3. And so I went to my 3 a.m. break and I picked up my phone and I wrote it in my phone and made just, some, I just you know, just threw it down and then went back to work. And then <clears throat> that morning when I got home, my wife took the kids to school and I sat at the kitchen table with a beer at 730 in the morning and my <laughs> guitar and uh, and had the whole thing. I mean, the whole song solo and everything was done within 30 minutes.
0: Oh, wow. That's pretty impressive. there. Eh?
3: Thank you, man. Yeah, it was just. It just it was there, man. It's almost like you know, the song was like I said, the song was writing itself. It was just using me.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's almost one of those things, like when when you write a song quickly and it comes out and you really like it, it's almost like something spiritual about it. Cause it just kind of comes out of and you don't know where it comes from.
3: Yeah, that's a hundred percent correct, man. It's like like someone like an entity is just like <laughs> the spirit yeah. of country the spirit of country music was there. <laughs> Was working
2: through me. Oh yeah. So <clears throat> was that like one of the first songs you wrote, or were you writing before that?
3: Um, oh, I was writing before that. Like by then, I'd already had that writing credit on Charlie's album. Uh, we wrote "Lily, My Dear" mm-hmm. with uh, me, him, Vincent, and uh, Colin Colby, who plays bass in Charlie's band. And that that had already come out. What was that on? That was on "Welcome to Hard Times," I think. And uh, I already put that out and we'd already written some other stuff together. So I was
4: definitely writing. <clears throat> but Man. it was it it was my first uh, studio song that I put out. That was my first single. Yeah.
3: And for it to be received so well, was, it was nuts to me. I'm still like every day. Well, I don't check the numbers every day anymore, but when I do check the numbers, I'm just like, I just got
2: to laugh. because I'm
3: like, that's... Some stroke of dumb luck,
2: I guess. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. So uh, so do you remember the first song you ever wrote?
3: Hell no, man. I've been I've been writing my whole life. My mom said when I was like six years old, before I even could write the whole alphabet, I would carry around this little yellow notebook and scribble stuff in there, like trying to write songs and poems and
2: stuff. So I guess so. it was meant to be then. Yeah. I guess so, man.
4: Six years old. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, when I when I was six years old, I was getting in trouble for doing the the DX crotch chop from professional wrestling. <laughs> See,
3: that's probably why they didn't let, let me watch no wrestling because they knew I'd do that
2: shit. Yeah, man. Look, I got in trouble for that multiple times. I never understood it because my mama would let me watch wrestling, but I couldn't watch Rugrats. It didn't make any damn sense to me.
0: I was getting in trouble. I was getting in trouble for reciting curse words I'd learned from my grandfather. Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> Where'd you learn that word from?
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, Papa can't get in trouble for it, so.
0: Exactly. I'm sure, got, I'm sure he got a phone call from my mother shortly after that. After I got he's seen. like, all
3: right, I won't do it no more. <laughs> yeah. And then you get over there the next time and he's like, boy, don't be saying that shit in front of your mama.
4: Yeah,
1: that's exactly what he would going
2: to
1: say, yeah. Yeah, will <laughs> like, get me in trouble.
2: He's like, yeah. damn it, boy, what did I tell you about saying that shit? <laughs> <laughs> Stop all that goddamn cussing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> so uh, when it, so I, the reason I asked about the first song I was like when did you kind of have that watershed moment when you were writing that you were like huh like this is actually pretty good was it somebody's input or was it something on, on your own you were like this is a good song
4: uh, probably when, when Charlie and I wrote $50 a week was mm-hmm. when I, I was like alright alright that'll work <laughs> and we wrote, we wrote that a long time before it was ever recorded. Uh, we actually wrote that
3: uh, New Year's Eve. He was in Houston, but it was New Year's Eve 2018 going in, into 2019. So we wrote it, you know, December of 2018, and I didn't record it until October of 2020. So I had just been writing and writing and writing and stacking up these songs.
2: I got you. So, uh, so I guess my question is on that. So you said you just started about a year ago, you have been writing and everything for a long time. So what was it like trying to start a music career in the midst of a, a pandemic? It sucked. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) But, uh, no, luckily I have great mentors. I I have a lot of buddies that have been in the game for years and years and, uh, they kind of show me the ropes and, and teach me how to do the business side of the deal. So I've been super grateful for that help. And that's that's it has been a help knowing what to say and who to contact and how to contact them has definitely been a, a, a blessing having that knowledge. So it wasn't as hard as as someone who was coming just straight in with, you know, no teachers and no help or nothing. I mean, that would have. That'd be like putting a boat in the water with a hole already in it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> but uh,
3: thankfully there, thankfully there weren't no holes in my boat. and My sails were all sewn up tight. So. Oh yeah. It's been difficult, but it, it's, and, it, and every time we go out there, every time we get on the road, we meet more people and meet, you know, people with, you know, the so-and-so knows so-and-so and you know, they own this venue. And so it's like, every time you show your face and people see that you're, you're really, you're willing to work and. And work at it. They're they're kind of it, it. opens up a new a new door every time you play a venue. You know.
2: Yeah. It always reminds me of that old saying: "It ain't the it ain't the grade you make, is the hand you shake." And that's true across the board, no matter what you do.
4: Yeah, that, I mean that's true for, for everything, for sure. So, uh, you
0: ha- <clears throat> is there a chance any of them old rap albums are still floating around on the interweb somewhere? Or were they ever
3: recorded? <laughs> uh yeah, I, I did I did two full mixtapes. One of them I know you definitely <laughs> can't find. Okay. Uh, but uh one of them you can maybe find, but uh have to go find that on their own. I will say that I went under the handle of Young Tweet. It ain't hard to find. <laughs> young Tweet, okay <laughs>
2: All right, all right. I have to see if we can do a little digging out there and see if we can find it.
0: <laughs> so, um, was there like a "quote unquote" come to Jesus moment where you were just like, you know, I'm not really feeling, the, you know, dropping mixtapes, or did someone come to you and say, hey, you know, they maybe heard you, your mom heard you singing in the shower or or something, and you and you know, someone came to you and was like, hey, man, you got you got a voice for country music. Did is was there anything like that, or did you just? Kind of say, you know, I'm just going to drop this and move on there on your own. Yeah,
3: not really. I mean, it was, I was, I was, I met, so I met my wife when I was 19 and, and I had already kind of decided that I was going to stop rapping just because the scene of it all was mm-hmm. getting me in more trouble. And then yeah. I don't need any help getting myself in trouble. <laughs> I do that just fine.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, but I had kind of already decided like a month before I met her and then I met her and I was like, "All right, yeah, I'll give it all up." So there was like a let's I was I think I was twenty two or twenty three when i when I started hanging around like Charlie and Vincent the boys so yeah there was there was like a three or four year gap where I really didn't do much music at all. Mm-hmm. I barely played my guitar. I remember I went a whole year one time without playing my guitar and right. then. Yeah, I started writing again and then writing with the guys and getting around the country scene. And I was like, man, this is fun as hell. If these boys can do it, I guess I could do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I I respect that, you know. (laughs) The person that's got the most confidence in you is you. That's that's what I've always thought, so.
3: Uh, I hope not, because, boy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, yeah. So like that, I I, I feel you on that because I, I ain't gonna act like that uh anything I ever do. I feel confident in, so I can relate.
4: <laughs> yeah, no,
3: I'm sta- I'm starting to gain more confidence in myself here and there, especially playing live shows and and having good reactions from from live crowds. It uh, it'll it'll help you be a little bit more confident in your playing and in, and and your playing live and songwriting and everything. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. Did we see that? Um, did we see that y'all are going to be going out on the road or playing a show or two with uh, Mike and the Moonpies?
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, June June fifth, we're going to be opening up for them at uh John T. Flores Country Store, which is a it's a real big deal of a venue here in Texas. So I'm super excited to play that
2: one. Oh yeah. That's on my list of venues to see. Like I, I've, I've always heard about a lot of those venues down, uh, down in Texas and Oklahoma. Only one I've ever been able to get to is Canes. But, uh, uh, JT floors is, is, uh, the, the one, one of them that I definitely want to get to.
3: Yeah, man, actually I went there for my first time. Uh, not last time we were on the road, but the time before that we, and we were, we were going to play a, uh, A private gig down in way, way down South Texas, like 10, 15 minutes from the border. And then uh, something messed up on the van. And so we were in town and uh, ended up just catching a ride out to Helote and watched Vincent open up for Charlie at John T. And that was the first time I'd ever been there. And then the next day they booked me to open up for Mike and the Moon Pies.
2: I hear yeah, that man. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, we're we're big Moonpies fans. So I know, and like they've they've really been hitting their stride, like getting more and more popular. So I know that had to be a big gig for you guys.
3: Oh yeah, we're excited. We're we're that's what we're here to do right now, is uh, we're going to practice our set list. That way, we're just as tight as a duck's ass, man. We ain't trying to have no fuck ups that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love
0: a good like catchphrase or saying. Hell yeah. <laughs>
2: <a duck's ass. laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Some
3: that bitches one. is wa- they're watertight, man. <laughs>
0: <That's> <laughs> Saturday, oh yeah.
2: It's like that uh it's like I don't know if you ever watched Workaholics back in the day on Comedy Central, but it's like it's it's tight butthole, not loose butthole.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're trying to be we're trying to be tight butthole all the way that weekend. Actually <laughs> the your, at the floor show.
4: Yeah.
1: How long is your sit <laughs> list gonna be? Because I know like on Spotify, you only got two songs out. Do y'all play like other unreleased songs or y'all play covers or what?
4: Oh yeah,
3: yeah. We played shit. I'd say we played eighty percent originals, and all of them, pretty much all of them, are unreleased.
4: Okay, yeah, that's cool.
3: So yeah, anybody that's listening, if if you want to hear pretty much the whole album, you got to come to a live show. <laughs> <laughs>
4: hey,
0: I mean, look, I respect that because, as we as we, as we have discussed, there's a guy that we all enjoy, but. You know, stop playing so many covers. If y'all got, un, you know, I, I like unreleased music, so I yeah, wish I, could, I wish I could make that show. So, but because I'd like to hear more, of what y'all got?
3: Yeah, man, appreciate it. It's 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 gonna be fun, and hope hopefully we're gonna get recording on the album pretty soon. It's just uh, it ain't cheap to cut
0: records. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So when y'all when y'all record, do you have to go to Austin, or is there like a more local place to you? Or no, yeah, we definitely go to Austin. Okay. Yeah. Um,
3: that. We just we just recorded at the oh man, the recording observatory or conservatory or something of Austin, and mm-hmm. it's this music school uh, that's got this big, nice, fancy studio, and uh, their students actually use the studio, you know, and they're, they're graded on how well they record and how well these songs come out so it's like a project for them to to record different artists so we got to go in there and cut one for free
0: hey that's that's awesome awesome. yeah that's a fairly it's a fairly good idea yeah let them learn yeah you you, you save a little cash
2: is there any if I were you I'd be like is there any way I can get two or three or more of those (laughs) yeah you ain't lying I will do do every
0: I will do every student in this class project
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no shit. So like we'll it, pump it, them out. If and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but just out of curiosity cuz we don't we don't know obviously cuz we don't record music, but like how much that would it cost how much does it cost to like record one song?
3: Um it it really depends on who you go to and who you have play for you cuz different studios have like day rates, you know, like you'll get the whole studio for however many, you know, just depends on on their credentials because obviously if you're up there, you know, you're recording big, the top names in country, you can pretty much charge, you know, 800, 900 bucks a day, you know, and that's just for the recording. That's not the mix and mastering. That doesn't include the guys you're bringing in, which if it's your own band, it's obviously going to be cheaper. But if you got to hire a bass player, hire a fiddle player, hire a drummer, it can, it can get up there, man. I, I, not me personally, but I I know of guys that have spent, you know, two, three thousand just to cut one single and get it oh, mixed wow. and mastered and everything. Wow, between yeah, so between steep. between
4: players and 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 product and mastering and all that. It can it can Y'all still hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I think I took my tequila inside, damn it. <laughs> i was
3: gonna get a get a pull right quick yeah i don't blame you <laughs> <laughs> i got a little beer
2: yeah no like that, that's uh i i would have never guessed that i knew i knew it was pricey but i mean damn two or three thousand dollars for a Price. song if, if it, you're paying the uh certain people to do things i mean that's that's pretty hefty imagine that times like 12 for a record
3: yeah. Probably. Yeah. Well, see, and a record is is different because a record, you're gonna already have, uh, the studio, you know. So you'll just do like a a, a multi day thing and just cut as many as you can. When you're in there working
4: on a single, that's your singular project that you're doing, you know. Yeah, so, I get that. It's all different.
2: Yeah.
4: I got a.
3: These are actually Gus Clark's glasses that he left in my truck.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> y'all,
3: know who Gus, y'all know who Gus Clark is? Ah, I do not, know. Oh, man, he's a great singer-songwriter. Uh, well, he lives here in Texas now, but he's actually, I think he's only been here like a year, maybe, not even. He's from uh, um, Seattle. He's from Seattle. Okay. okay. Yeah, I have to check, check him out, out though. But, uh, he's great, man. Y'all, y'all, yeah, y'all got to look him up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: for sure. Hey, two songs in, and you're going to want him on the podcast. I guarantee it. Hell yeah. Yes. I'm definitely checking him out. We're always uh we're always down to talk to cool people, so.
3: Oh, he's one of the coolest. I mean, shit, these are his sunglasses. So you can tell by looking at him.
2: <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so uh one of the things like that we were we were all talking about, you know, uh with your music, like I know we we talked about like some of the music you listen to, but who would you say or or some of your biggest influences I guess you have over you musically, not necessarily just your sound, but you, like you as a musician.
4: Um, I mean, I definitely say all, all, of my buddies, all the homies that,
3: that, play, you know, Charlie, Jesse, Coulter, Vincent, all them guys. I love <clears throat> seeing them come up and get more notoriety and, and sell more records and,
4: and make better albums. So that's a huge influence on me as far as just, you know, being a, a
3: musician. And as far as the songwriting goes, you know, those guys as well, but a lot of like, you know, uh, Web P. Campbell, guys like that. And Gary Stewart, man, I love Gary Stewart's writing.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Moonpies just cut that uh, that Gary Stewart, Stewart album uh, recently that was fantastic.
3: Yeah. Oh, and I, lo- I love their writing Man, them boys could write a tune, man. And they, they, all, they all do it as a group a lot of the times, you know? Yeah. Or they'll bounce ideas off of each other. And I, I, t- I take a lot of, i you know, on stage, you're a band in real life, in, in everyday to day life, you know? Yeah. South Texas tweaking the Beer Run Bandits. And I'm always, uh, I'm always bouncing ideas off of them, or, or Wilson, and working with each other.
2: Yeah, I hear that. So, uh, so you said, uh, just bring it up again. So June 4th, you said you got a new single, new tattoos coming out. Um, we, yeah, new tattoos. Yeah, man, like we, we, we've heard it. And it's fantastic. Everybody definitely needs to check that out on June 4th for sure.
3: Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, I'm glad y'all enjoy it. I'm excited to drop it, man. It's. it's uh, it's kind of a it's a goofy song in the sense of you know, the hook and everything and, and talking about the new tattoos is is the only new thing I got on me, this and that. But it's it's also a serious song, you know, because sometimes you change a little bit, but you know, I feel like a lot of the times we're we're still the same old us, you know. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, it's true.
3: I know me, I I I am I'm I'm calming down a little bit, but I'm still Raising hell with the best of
4: them. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. Hey, look, I, I can relate because all of us have calmed down significantly since we were in our early 20s, but we, uh, yeah. there's still an element of uh, who we were still in us at times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, still, We can still
0: get down with the best yeah. of them. Give me a good wedding venue.
2: Yeah, yeah, just give me a good wedding venue <laughs> for one of our buddies, and like we'll, we'll tear it down. might hurt for a couple of days compared to how it used to, but, oh, <laughs> we'll, yeah, I'll be, I'll, but I'll, give me the old call.
3: Yeah, I love I, that's funny you brought up weddings because uh, a, a buddy of ours is here because I actually have to sign the papers because I officiated him and his wife's wedding a week ago.
2: Oh, word. And, oh wow! And so be, uh, so we're talking a reverend me. tweak then. Yeah, <laughs> you know, by
3: the power vested in me by the great state of Texas and online dot com.
4: You know, <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, we had a good old time, man. and it was it was it was funny to to, you know, get all dressed up and get gussied up and, and stand there in front of everybody and, and marry them. That was, it was fun. And I, I wrote a good long thing for him and it was real heartfelt. And we had us a good old time. And then uh, the, so the, the wedding coordinator, when we were doing the rehearsal, she was, she was uh, like, now you're, you're not going to, uh, you're not going to freeze up on us tomorrow when you got to, when you're miked up and you're in front of the everybody, are you? I was like, no, I've had a bit of practice. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Man. I would say singing. Yeah, it's a little bit more stressful than officiating a
3: wedding. Yeah, and the DJ loved it because you know we were doing sound check and and everything, and he was like, "Man, he's like, usually when I got to do this with somebody like a pastor or a preacher that's never been mic'd up before, or just somebody that's doing it for him, he's like, it's this long drawn out thing. It's like, nah, man, we can we can get it done in about three minutes. We'll <laughs> we'll have this mic checked, and I'll be ready to go. Yeah." <laughs> yeah. Tell and, if you, DJ, to, you
2: You could even play a play a song for my uh for sound check <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> yeah they, they they did play a, a couple of my tunes at, uh when everybody was dancing so that was fun oh yeah <laughs> and man the, the dude the dj was scottish and he had this real thick scottish accent so it was funny <laughs> and he was like uh He's like, we've got tunes coming up from our very own South Texas tweak. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, I'm not going to lie, man.
4: That was a that was that pretty was, damn good That, was, that damn was damn good, was damn good. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I do, good. man. In,
3: in, so, Impressions is like one of my big strong suits. If, uh, if, I didn't, if I wasn't doing music, I'd be doing stand-up comedy.
2: Oh, yeah? Yeah.
0: So, Who's your favorite yeah. uh, stand-up comedian? Oh, man. <clears throat>
3: New in the newer guys. I really like uh I like Kevin Hart a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um I'm trying to think of the dude's name. It just slipped my mind. He was he He used to date Ariana Grande. Pete Davidson. Um, Pete Davidson. I love that. Yeah. I love his his just dark, like dry, not dry, but dark, like sadistic. Yeah. Yeah. He, I was like. He's a little twisted. Yeah. But I,
0: he is a I love dude. it, dude. Yeah, he's a really dude.
3: But like the older guys, you know, like I love Richard Pryor, man. Like I can oh, sit yeah. there oh, yeah.
2: and watch reruns of Richard yeah. Pryor all day. He's arguably yeah. the greatest comedian of all time. Oh yeah, dude.
3: Yeah, and, and
2: it, it's a hard argument to make against him. You know, it's it's. Nope.
3: He's you, definitely.
2: You might can make a small argument for Carlin, but really, I still stand by Richard Pryor as being the best comedian of all time. Yeah. And Eddie, man, Eddie
3: Murphy's early work. Like, yeah, I love his early stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm and man. Um, and uh, what's the guy's name? That that huge white guy? Um, he's dead already.
2: Oh man,
3: Ralphie May. Ralphie May. Okay. Yeah. yeah uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, I love I love his stuff, especially his earlier work. It seems like the er- their comedians earlier stuff was always the edgiest and yeah, just the the grittiest. And I, I like that because that's real human, you know, shit that they're talking
2: about oh yeah i mean it's one of those things that you know if prior or carlin or and or eddie murphy especially like if any of those guys were trying to start out today they might get canceled in a heartbeat oh <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: yeah i don't <laughs> they get away with some of the stuff they get away with but they were oh, but, <laughs> but they they were funny so they
2: were funny i mean it was <laughs> funny so <laughs> Yeah and and I think a lot of us still laugh about it It's it's just that small
3: minority that like minority group of people that yeah. get their feelings hurt about everything and then they it, they still... they're, a, they're a loud minority group
2: yeah the loud the loud group on twitter that gets offended by everything can't take a joke from a comedian kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah. 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 the squeaky will gets the grease syndrome yeah i
3: remember cuz a uh, a while back they tried... Uh, uh, the Speedy Gonzalez, the little—I can't remember the dude's name. Um, I think it's Slowpoke Gonzalez, the little mouse with the sombrero and the pistols and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They—they yeah. Yeah. They tried to cancel it and and mess. I'm—I'm half Mexican, you know, and um, my my bass player is full Mexican. He's like first generation. He's like, bro, none of us are offended by that shit. Like, right? <laughs> They're—they're trying—they're trying to say we're offended. Everybody's like looking at each other, like, who's offended by this? Why are they canceling this dude?
2: Yeah. <laughs> It's always it's always the people that are complaining about it, saying that something's offensive that are speaking for everyone else. When in reality, like most of us are not that offended by by a comedian saying things.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like me, you know, I I have Tourette's, you know, that's why they call me Tweak. And y'all saw my my eyes moving before I put my sunglasses back on. And uh, I was on TikTok the other day and there was this girl with green hair and, and she was. Saying how people need to stop making jokes about Tourettes, and I was like, "No, I kind of like them. They're
4: pretty funny to me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, hey, look, yeah, I mean,
0: you could say it. I mean, I wouldn't make fun of you, but you know, it, it uh, self-deprecating humor is well, it's, is, it's just, is one it, of the best. Is one of you the best types it, of humor. I mean, it really is. Yeah, I'm, you can't joke about you yourself. You can't laugh at yourself. You know yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh no, man! Trust me, like I'm a I get i'm a southerner so like the, i mean you can hear the way i talk like i'm from the southeast like we get made fun of all the time so it's like i make fun of southerners myself like it's one of those things you have to be able to laugh at yourself sometimes oh yeah
0: i mean and anybody that you like you said if you if you can't just pick it everybody has faults and foibles and and if you yeah. can't pick it yourself you know it's boring we'd live <laughs> yeah. So if you ask me
4: so yeah for sure you can't laugh at your own stuff you're
2: gonna cool man how long we been on here how long y'all got to go I think we got uh, we're about 40 minutes in or so so I know you got band practice so if you want to close things out with a uh, lightning round real quick won't take very fast we'll close it out with that
3: cool is that y'all got any more questions
2: or anything Um, besides the lightning round (laughs) um, I think that about covered it for me
4: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh,
0: my first question, uh, are you a car guy?
4: Uh, I mean, I drive
3: a truck. Respectable. Yeah. (laughs) Um, man, I'm not, I'm not too, I'm not too huge in, like, I'm not, you know, mm -hmm. building cars and working on cars and research about them. I just know enough to keep my truck on the road.
0: Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. Um, second thing. As a Texan, what is the greatest thing about Texas?
3: Everything. Okay, fair
4: enough.
3: That's, a, that's a respectable no. answer. No, I'd i I'd, I'd say the uh, the hospitality. You know, people are, for the most part, really nice to each other
4: and and hospitable. Okay, I think that's just a uh, yeah. All right, that answer. is a good answer.
1: All All right, right. go to late night fast food.
4: Ooh, uh,
3: McDonald's for sure. Okay. That's
1: Mm -hmm. a new one. That's a new one. It's always strong words for a Texan not to say Whataburger.
3: Man, I love Whataburger. Don't get me wrong, but ever since they sold out to that Chicago company,
1: it just ain't (laughs) the same for me. That's fair. That's that's a fair point. I forgot they did that. Yeah, I didn't even know
2: that. So, news to me. Yeah, I remember that was a big deal on Twitter when that happened, though. Yeah, man, they were people were ready to riot. Yeah, they were. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of water burger, spicy or fancy ketchup?
1: Oh, spicy for sure. Right answer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. So, so uh,
4: beer or liquor? Mm, both.
3: But if I had to choose one, I'm definitely going liquor tequila liquor.
2: specifically. Okay, what kind of
3: tequila?
4: Uh, I drink a lot of El Himador. Okay, and that or Costadores.
2: Gotcha. I'm a I'm one of those dudes that like if it's in a margarita, uh, I'll drink it. But I'm not man enough to drink tequila. <laughs> oh, same
0: here. Mm-mm.
2: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no shit,
3: man. I'll I'll drink it like it's water, man. There's this... I'll I'll I'll. I'll... Send y'all the video when we get off the phone. I can't, so they live streamed one of our shows from Austin. Might have took this clip from it. I can't remember if I did or Carlos did. One of us took a, like you know ripped a clip from it. It's just this little 20 second clip of my cousin. He was a he brought a tequila bottle in to make us drinks, and he was taking it back out to the van. And I grabbed a tequila bottle from him. I tilted it up for about. Five solid seconds and the crowd just went crazy. Oh, wow. <laughs> I
0: couldn't do that. Mm-mm.
2: That I will, I will say that that's I'll go on record saying this that's more impressive than when Co Wetzel turns up a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jack is easy to drink. Jack is like drinking Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: you're more a uh, man than
2: I am.
3: I couldn't yeah, do that. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> a lot that. of people can't shoot tequila. No, I, I didn't, think it's, it's that half Mexican in me. You know? It must be,
2: yeah. <laughs> Every time I try to shoot tequila, it ends up coming back up within two minutes. <laughs> shoots, you shoot it in, it shoots out? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That'll happen, man. You'll have that on them bigger jobs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, I know you got band practice, so I, I make sure everybody goes out there and keeps in mind June fourth. New tattoos is dropping. Make sure you go and uh stream it, yeah. buy it, everything. And it'll, it'll actually
3: be it'll be available for pre-order uh, through iTunes Friday. Hell yeah! So Friday sure at midnight, you'll be
2: able to pre-order new tattoos. Hell yeah, nice. man! Hell yeah. So well, yep, And if you're in the Texas
3: area, make sure you're in the Hill Country. That weekend we will be at Flores, June 5th.
2: Rock and roll, dude. Well, man, I tell you what, uh, hopefully you guys get up North Carolina sometime soon. We'll uh, definitely hang out, get a beer. I can't yeah. say I'll shoot tequila with you, but I'll, I'll drink with you. Yeah, we will <laughs> do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. We'll, we'll, get, we'll, get, a, we'll get one shot of tequila in each of you. All right, I'll do that. I'll try. I'll try it once. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. I'll, I'll try one
0: <laughs> <laughs> There you go. That's all you need. <laughs> it's one more that I can handle. <laughs>
2: yeah. All right. Well, for this episode of Country Cold Cans, I'm Logan sitting there with Andy and Kyle. And this week, our special guest, South Texas Tweak. We'll see you next time.
0: Take care, guys.